Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So on today's episode of the podcast, I am really excited to have Catherine Alford with us. She's going to be talking about financial wellness for moms and her journey um, building wealth and navigating her finances as a mother herself, specifically a mom to twins. So I am excited to have Catherine on here to talk with us. Hey, Kat. Hey, Bola. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining me, Twin Mama. <laughs> I know, I know. We are, we are like soul sisters. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because our kids are only a few months apart. So a few we months both have apart. boy girl twins. I know. We're in yes. it together, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself, sure. tell everyone who you are and what you do. Sure. Well, like Willa said, my name is Catherine Alford. I am a full-time entrepreneur. I've been self-employed for seven and a half years, and I'm a financial educator. So I work with brands, I have a blog, and I help moms become more confident with their money. I'm also the co-founder of a website called Millennial Homeowner. And today I want to show to promote my very first book. It just came out and it's called Mom's Got Money, a millennial mom's guide to managing money like a boss. And I'm excited to share about it today. Yes, and I have this very, very important book in front of me. So <laughs> let's get into the gist of the episode. So we're focusing on moms here, um, specifically yeah. when it comes to finances. Your book is focused on mothers. It's called Moms Got Money. And I let's just start with this question. Why or what should the mother's role be when it comes to family finances? So I'll give you some context here. Growing up, like family finances were the guy's job was my dad's job and my mother's job was to take care of the kids. And um, that didn't quite work out because my mom was like, nope, I'm yes. also <laughs> going to go get a college degree and I'm also going to make my money yes. and I'm also going to contribute to the family finances. But um, what is your perception of mom's roles when it comes to family finances? My perception is that there are many moms who want to know about money, but they're so wrapped up in all of the responsibilities that they have 
that um, they often do leave it to their husbands or they aren't confident enough to ask the questions about money. Like they have questions or they might really want to know. So they might want to learn more about investing, for example, but they don't know the questions to ask and they're so busy and there's so much demanded of us as mothers for our time. And what my book is, is arguing, the premise of the book is that moms are so powerful. We have these leadership roles within our family already. We make 85% of the purchasing decisions in our household. We are making money decisions every single day. And so what I'm trying to show moms is that they should have a, a leadership role when it comes to money. Like they're not even at the table. They're at the head of the table. They run the show. And so this book is about showing moms that they already possess all of the skills necessary to be amazing with money. They just don't know it yet. Yes. Yes. I, I couldn't agree with, with you more as a mom to twins as well and running a business. I, I, do a lot of financial management in my household. I um, initiate a lot of the conversations we have. I'm the one that's managing the day-to-day spending, expenses, all of that. And so um, I couldn't agree with you more. So for a mom who is just like, okay, I want to get my foot, my toe wet in all of this. I want to start participating in my family finances. How does she go about managing or taking the lead with household finances if it's at a point where there needs to be a lead person on it. Well, I think um, a great place to start is just by having these open conversations. Money is still such a taboo topic for so many people, so many families. It can be awkward to talk about it, but you have to open those lines of communication. In my book, I have a whole chapter on the family budget meeting. I I shared a few like dumb things my husband and I fought about (laughs) during family budget meetings that I sort of outlined the steps that they can take sort of establish it. And honestly, Bola, one of the best ways to start in a positive way, especially if money is a stressor, is to talk about, you know, with your spouse or if you're a single mom, like with someone you trust about some of your big goals in life. Because I found that when things get sticky or when we disagree about money, if we kind of go back to sort of our big like life goals, we remind ourselves that, you know, we're on the same team or maybe this little money decision that's stressing me out isn't that big of a deal in the larger context. So um, someone just starting out, like write down your goals, make them big, like make your goals so big that you're kind of embarrassed to show someone else about them. Like some of my goals are like, I fly first class everywhere I go. Is that true today? No, but it's like a goal, it's a goal of mine. You know, it's like, I want that to be true one day. So big, big audacious goals. And then you get kind of excited about it. And then it's like, okay, how do I get there? Well, we got to figure out this money thing. We've got to start this budget meeting and just be the voice, be the first to bring it up. I, I like the idea of having a budget meeting and we have one at home. It's not like a formal production where we're like, let's sit down yeah. at the dining table, yeah. Yeah. bring out the paperwork. It's the budget meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we have a very informal and also more frequent conversation about our budget more so than I would say some people, the once a month thing works for them or the biweekly thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's also finding the schedule and the approach that works best for you and your partner, knowing that you know each other more than we do. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Some people need more frequent check-ins. We do about a once a month thing too. And I mean, when we were like newlyweds, when we had these little tiny babies and things are, you know, when we had a very, very tight budget, it'd be like, 
we cannot buy any coffee this week. And now it's just kind of like, here's how much we have. Here's how our investments are doing. We need to stop buying Thai food at night. We need to do, you know, it's just kind of like, it's just a little, a little update. And um, anything big that we want to buy, we still consult each other. Um, you know, these are some things I'd like to buy. This is maybe a trip I'd like to take at the end of the summer. And that way we're both kind of on the same page. Hmm. That's interesting that you say that you were like when your babies were little, like you were still on your budget. For me personally, if I'm being completely honest, full disclosure, when my babies were little, I couldn't even catch my breath. I'm like, what budget? (laughs) (laughs) Did the the bills get paid? Did you pay them? No, did you pay them? (laughs) It was just like, do buy nothing. We have two kids. Don't do anything. Yeah, those first few months were a major life and no sleep adjustment. My budget was was the last thing my mind but I did come back to it and reconcile and all that stuff but so if if you're a mom and you're in that space it's okay yeah right Um, you get a pass girl you get a pass do what do what you gotta do keep your way through you'll (laughs) you'll make it look back in a a couple months (laughs) so that kind of segues into my next question which is you know child care versus career versus yeah finances as a mom that can be a a lot to balance if you're working full-time maybe you even have a side hustle and then you have kids at home and then you're trying to plan out financial goals with your partner do a budget meeting how does one create a balance around all these things and still keep yourself on path to achieve your financial goals and check in and track those goals you set for yourself yeah I mean it's I'm definitely asking a lot right I mean as the moms we we are overwhelmed on a day-to-day basis um I talk a lot in my first chapter about emotional load. You know, we are making a lot of the decisions. We're carrying a lot of it. Even, you know, moms who have, you know, very intense jobs, like I'm still making the parent-teacher conference meetings. I'm still doing, you know, it's still, it's still mom. There's all of these things that just fall to mom. And I, um, I think that balance is something that is impossible to achieve. I think some days are, are better than others, but I really encourage moms to lean into the childcare. And I even mentioned in the book, like, even if you're a stay at home mom, like find a way to get a babysitter every now and then, you know, find a way to make your own money so that you can have the babysitter because we all need the space and the time and the the mental clarity to think about our goals, to think about what's beyond this really busy moment in time if you have little kids. So um, I, I talked about some of my own childcare struggles and I feel like I have a good grasp on it because I sort of told the line between working mom and stay at home mom. I work about 30 hours a week and um, you know the most I've had a nanny is about 25 hours a week until my kids went to school. So I always was home and I was always working. So I always did a hybrid version which has its pros and cons as well. Um, but I think childcare is really, really important um, for you to have time to think and work and all of that. Just to go to the bathroom by yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know. And, <laughs> you know, I, I definitely agree. If you are in a position where your, your family can help you or you can hire someone. Yeah. Um, when I first started my business um, a couple of years into it, I did have childcare. And I remember I couldn't pay myself a salary because I needed to pay my, my nanny. And right. I just had to do it for mental sanity so I could work, so I could build my business. And I know that childcare is a challenge for, for many. And you talk about it in your book, right? Like you yes. talk to moms about, like really 
finding, looking at their budget, trying to find quality childcare based on their income. And you even talked about yourself where you designed your career, your business so that you could spend more time with your children. Um, so you, when it comes to childcare, it's really about finding what works for you within your budget. And a lot of moms will say, well, I can't afford to have a full-time babysitter, full-time nanny, but I, I promise you, even if you have someone come in for a few hours a week, those few hours can give you that mental break. Just to right. Think. Yes. And if it's your mom, your it. cousin, your sister, like, yeah. you know, to ask them to help you for a few hours for a weekend, for an evening, that can be just a break you need to just breathe. Yeah. And I think that the more you breathe, the more mental clarity you have, the calmer you are, the more patient you are as a mother. I think it makes you a better mother. And it's, it's kind of one of my pet peeves when um, moms say, well, I don't want to go back to work because my entire paycheck is just going to go to daycare. And so I kind of break that down in the book. If you want to make the choice to stay home because it's what you want, then I fully support that decision. But if, uh, if you're making the choice purely numbers-based, um, there's a lot more that goes into your job, right? There's there's the lost investing time. There's the couple years that you don't get your employer match. Um, there's the lost benefit. So there's a lot more things that come out of your paycheck before it hits your account. And so you're not really comparing apples to apples when you're comparing a daycare fee, right, to what you get in your bank account. So, you know, in the book, I kind of take people through, these are all the considerations you need to make when it comes to your job. And what, let's say five years, like what um, raises would you have gotten? What promotions would you have gotten in those five years too? So all of that needs to go into the decision when it comes to childcare. But yeah, we had a, um, a teenager come over after school for like four hours a week at first. Like that is all I could afford at the time. And I would just, I would pitch so much with my business and try to get freelance writing jobs and every, I mean, at that time I was getting paid like $20 for a blog post, you know, like, woo. <laughs> and, but I'd be like this paid for two hours of the mother's helper. And then I just would keep going every time she came, I would just, I would just like work so hard to try and get new clients until I could hire her longer. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it sounds crazy, but I can tell you from experience and you can cat too, is that when you become a mom, that could be a great time to start a business. Yeah. <laughs> know that you're struggling with no sleep and there's a lot of stuff going on in your house, but the ability to spend time with your kids and work on their business when they're taking a nap or at night, like things you can do for the short term. This is not forever the rest of your life. And I did that, right? Working full time, having my twins. Uh, yeah. And I would stay up late in the night. And then when I transitioned full time, it just gave me the ability to decide I'm going to be at every little play. I'm going to be at every little bring mom to class kind of thing. Right. And I was able to do that because I'm still able to do that because I started my own business and I built it to a point where I can create my own schedule and define my own work hours. So if that's something, if starting a business, a side hustle, something you've been thinking about, it is hard with as a mom, right? I always wonder, sure. what did I do with all my hours when I didn't have kids? <laughs> I um, know it, <laughs> it like it makes you so efficient because you're like, exactly. all right, that these kids are in bed. I got an hour and a half. I'm gonna like yep. bang this thing out, and it's like you're like, wow. I wish I could have been this efficient before. Like, I what else could my business have been? But I mean, those little. 
those little cuties, they make you, they make you hustle, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you have kids, you know, starting a business, it's hard, but your focus is different. Cause you know yes. that you're, you know, as soon as you put that baby down, take a nap, it's like that. What's that timer thing? The sand starts just dripping out. You're like, I got to get this done before that sand is empty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I used to not want to write or do anything until I could like completely finish it. You get really good at being like, nope, like I did several paragraphs or I sent this many emails and that has to be good enough. Like each little 1% thing to help the business grow is effective. So. And I'm so glad you said that because I want to give every mom out there some grace. Um, today on social media, all you hear is about deep focus and <laughs> never multitask. You cannot be productive if you multitask. As a mom, you are forever multitasking. I yeah. built my business on perpetual multitasking. Okay. You can yeah. multitask. It's okay not to have deep focus. It's okay. <laughs> Well, and I think like (laughs) we're so hard on ourselves. And like, for me, I'm just a lifelong recovering perfectionist. And so what I really had to learn from other entrepreneurs is it's okay to produce B plus work. And I'm like, so what? Like, I don't, I don't do B plus work. But the thing is, is that perfectionism and trying to make everything exactly how you want it is it's impossible. And so sometimes just the execution, you have to be, you know, really get good at executing when you're a business owner. And sometimes you put stuff out there and you go back to it later, like, I cannot believe I hit publish on that. Or I can't believe I had a typo on that. Like the me of five years ago would never have sent that out like that. But sometimes again, you have to, if you want to have more flexibility and you want the business to grow, you have to put things out in the world that maybe sometimes aren't perfect. That was a hard lesson for me to learn for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember I got an email early on. Um, I had written a, an article and somebody spe- took the time out to email me. I can never forget. And they said, I just read that article that you wrote and I found three typos. Do you even read what you write? <laughs> It's like, no, man, B plus haters going to hate. And I wanted to reply back and be like, no fool. I have twins. <laughs> we're like 14 months old who still do not sleep in the night okay yeah. Yeah, bye like like do you want to edit it like hey I'll hire you for free since you're just such a great editor and you seem to have so much time do you want to volunteer to help a mom out hmm? is that what you're offering <laughs> I just deleted the email but it, you know, know. it just goes to say that like give yourself grace everybody (laughs) out there has a a idea and a perception and of course it doesn't help that you know online on social media everyone is a perfect mother with the perfectly dressed kids and their kitchen is perfect and their beds are made and everything is just glitzy and perfect and perfection yeah Yeah. I don't have time to take a picture when they're losing their minds (laughs) I'm just trying to make them not lose their minds okay so but when they read together I have plenty of time to take a nice picture of the two of them yeah so it just give yourself the grace moms it's okay you know it's not about being perfect you can have a messy room you know you can have a you can have a messy kitchen sometimes what's most important is the time you're spending with your kids and the balance you're creating to be able to do your work work at your job build your business but still give focus time to your kids and also work on your finances as well so Kat let's talk about money and relationships and motherhood um, I'd love for you to share a challenge or challenges you face navigating finances in your relationship as a mom <laughs> of multiples. Yeah, I mean, what, one of the stories I shared in the book was um, 
it was hard for me when I had the twins. So I became self-employed in January. I, I worked so hard to, to be able to like say, I'm leaving my job. Like I'm a full-time entrepreneur. And then I had my twins in March of the same year. And my husband was a student at the time, but I chronicled my whole journey. I saved a $10,000 baby fund. Like I had, you know, thousands of blog readers like cheering me on, like, yeah, you're self-employed. You got the baby fund. But, um, you know, we ended up moving across the country. The twins were born prematurely and all of these things that baby fund just dwindled. And I ended up needing to buy a specialty formula for the twins because um, they were preemies, had reflux. It was like $50 a can. And I, again, so a brand new entrepreneur, husband's still a student. So it's all on me. And I'm looking at this bank account and I'm like, I, I don't know if I can buy this, this formula. So I, I utilize WIC and um, which for anyone who doesn't know, it's um, checks that you can get if you're a low income mother to help you buy formula and other nutrients. And I go to the grocery store with the WIC check and I'm feeling kind of embarrassed and, and shameful about it because here I am, like I just became a self-employed entrepreneur as a financial writer and here I am using the WIC check. And I just felt like such a failure that day. And it was a disaster at the grocery store. Like they'd never seen mm. the checks before. They were like snooty. They were like, no one's ever used these at this grocery store. They got like on the intercom. They asked the manager to come help. The dad behind me got pissed that it was taking forever. And he just left all his groceries on the <laughs> cart and left. And it was like, the babies are crying. I was crying. It was a disaster of a day. And so... I mean, I think for me, it was a great lesson because I have such empathy for other mothers and, you know, you can do everything right. You can have the big savings account. You can tell the entire internet about it and still, you know, be in that low moment. Like I've got to feed my kids and this is the way I'm going to do it right now mm -hmm. while this business is growing. And I mean, I feel like my husband and I really started at the bottom that day again, um, with these tiny little babies. And we've done so much in the last seven years to grow our incomes, grow our wealth. But I mean, that, that was the beginning. And those were some tense budget meetings in those days, for sure. Wow, I can't imagine. Um, you know, but that is, you know, the story of so many moms, there was a study that um, I read uh, with a brand that we had a partnership recently, and it basically said that uh, for 2,000 mothers they interviewed, one in three said they had to skip their own meal so that their babies could eat, so that their their toddlers could eat. Um, and as a mom, when money is tight, you're going to do what you have to to feed your children to to um to make sure that they're okay. And if a WIC check is what you have to use or a snap check is what you have to use, that's what you're going to do. And I always tell people when you're in those low moments, um, don't, I don't, you don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel ashamed. Just channel that energy to create a, a plan. And, right. you know, I've, I've been in uh, many situations with just when I think about it, just with my mom, um, I, I don't even want to talk about it, but just seeing her struggle, but right. then also seeing the fierce intention about, you know what, this is not what it's going to be. We're going to right. change things. So um, I, like you said, I have empathy for moms, um, you know, and don't feel embarrassed. Don't feel ashamed. Channel that energy to creating your plan for your next step. 
Yeah, I mean, I think when you have situations like that, as a mother, you're like, never again, I'm not going to let people treat me like this again. I'm not going to let people be rude and, you know, leave all their groceries on the cart. Like, I'm not going to put myself in this situation again. I mean, it was a real like turning point for me. I think I was in just this like new mom haze all the way up until then. I was kind of like, barely making my way through the days I was like feeling just horrible. I I had PPD, but it was not diagnosed at that point yet. I was just like barely getting through. But like that day, something really like snapped in me. And it made me double down on my business. It took me until the twins were three years old before I grew my business to six figures. But I mean, that day was like, nope, not doing this again. Like this was a terrible day. And so it really does like it, let it bring the fire out in you if you find yourself in that situation. Because, you know, moms are warriors and we're capable of so much more than we realize. Yes. Even I surprise myself sometimes. <laughs> you're, you're like, dang, I'm kind of awesome. At this. Oh, did, I, did I really behave like that? <laughs> I love this about you. I, you're definitely a warrior for sure. <laughs> Did I really do that to protect my children out in the streets? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, Watch I did. Out. I'm Watch proud out. of it. <laughs> Tag me on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. Come at me. <laughs> so, um, you know, you wrote this book specifically for moms. Um, why? Why moms? Yeah, I was very committed to doing this for moms. There was there was even, you know, a publisher along the way that was like, we want it, we'll publish it, but you have to make it for all women. And I just, I was very, very committed to mothers specifically because, and this book is for millennial mothers, because we're in a really unique situation in time. Like our generation has numerous um, obstacles that other generations do not have. We have um, trillions of student loan debt, but we're trying to save for our children to go to college. We, I mean, I graduated in 2009 during the last recession and am now a business owner um, during a pandemic. I mean, there's a lot of, of different things that have happened to our generation that are outside of our realm of control. And I feel like millennial moms are marketed to so heavily Um, We have such large marketing power that billions of dollars are spent to make us part with our money. You can't pump gas without having a screen, the social media pressures. You know, we're really the first mothers to come up in the age of social media and to be parenting publicly. And all of these things really impact how we as millennial moms spend, how we feel about being mothers. And so I, I really felt like I wanted to write a book specifically to help people in our generation. I love that. And I agree. It's important. And not just mothering, you know, we're also taking care of parents, right? Yes. Um, Millennials are in that. They're called the sandwich generation where it's the demands of your kids. There's your own debt, student loans, you know, and then there's dealing with helping your parents and their own financial situations. It's, it's a lot. And, you know, financial wellness for women, for moms is incredibly important. And so thank you for writing such a great book. Well, thank you. Thank you for supporting me with this (laughs) book. (laughs) Appreciate you. So Kat, um, you know, thanks for joining me to have this conversation. Um, I would love for you to tell everyone what your Clever Girl superpower is. Oh, I'm a good motivator. (laughs) 
You are. You can, I can hear it in your voice. You'll be like cheering me on. Yeah. I mean, my friends know, like, if do not drop any business ideas or product ideas around me. I'm like, we're doing it. Like, you're going to do it. What's next? Where's your website? Where's your logo? I mean, I'm like, I'm a really, really good motivator. I like to see other women succeed. And I know you do as well, Bola. You, I mean, from, I mean, people don't know, but like you help me so much, even when signing the contract for this book deal and marketing it, like I made sure to thank you in it because you really were awesome and you really embody women helping women. And so I, I try to be the same. I love it. And we all need to motivate each other. I'm happy to support you always. So thank you so much. Thank you. And before I let you go, tell everyone how they can keep in touch with you, where they can find your book and all of that good stuff. Sure. Well, my book is available everywhere books are sold. And again, it's called Mom's Got Money. And you can find me at katherineallford.com. I'm always on the gram at Catherine C. Alford. And if you head on over to my website, katherineallford.com, I have a, a Mom's Got Money starter kit that's free that um, your listeners can download and it can sort of help them take those first few steps to get their money organized. And we'll be sure to link all that good stuff in the show notes as well. So you can pick up the book and visit Kat's site and all of that. Thank you so much for having me, Bola. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you on the next episode.